0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the St Francis Youth Podcast, the podcast where we have a go exploring some of the themes and topics chosen by you. What a crazy and strange time it is for us at the moment. Um, I think the weirdest thing is that the biggest thing we can do towards the national effort at the moment is to stay at home How weird is that? I just kind of think we're going to look back and just think that was such a strange yet weirdly important way of helping out. And uh, guys, well done for all you've been doing to stay home, um, doing your schooling from home, going for quick walks for exercise or joining in with Joe Wick. Whatever it is you've been doing, that's been amazing. I have loved meeting up with you guys on Friday evenings for Friday Night Youth Live. We're going to be keeping doing that. Um, during this crazy time. The Instagram takeovers have been amazing. Well done to all of you that have got involved in one of those. Uh, We're doing a weekly connect challenge as well and uh, it's been great that you've been sending some of your uh, challenge videos through as well. Keep those coming. Uh, This podcast is just something else we're doing to stay connected um, but also just as a way of um, unpacking some of the questions that you guys have What I loved about the first episode was the opportunity to hear some of your views on the topic. Please do keep sending in uh, videos for us to include. We have started out with a a mini-series on reading the Bible. Last week we began with thinking about whether the Gospels are trustworthy. Our guest was the legend John Nelson speaking to us from his castle in Ireland. This week I interviewed Temitope Taiwo. I recruited Temi as a community youth worker in Harrow and he's been doing some amazing work there. But what has always really impressed me about Temi is his love for reading the Bible. His heart and passion for the Bible really comes across in this interview as well, and I really hope that you find that helpful as we explore with him why and how should I read the Bible. But before our interview, let's hear some of your positive experiences of reading the Bible.
1: A positive experience of reading the Bible for me has been doing the New Testament in 90 Days Challenge. I'm currently about thirds of the way through um, and the only thing keeping me going is a ticket box and a colouring number um, and I found it really helpful because especially in the Gospels I'll read a parable and I won't quite understand it but I'll just keep going and then I'll come across it again in the next Gospel and it's just written in a slightly different way but it'll just like it suddenly clicks and I understand it. I've always thought that Exodus chapter 2 was inspiring because Moses' mother she had great determination and great faith that kept him safe and that's quite cool. Good experience for me um, with my Bible was probably the highlight, <laughs> it was probably um, after New Wine last year um, I just came back and I felt really inspired to read my Bible and um, yeah I just felt like as I was reading it I was connecting with God which I think is the whole idea um but yeah just finding it really interesting and like yeah so recently with the virus i was looking for verses about hope and i found revelations 21 4 which says he will wipe away every tear there will be no more death sadness crying or pain this encouraged me because it's a hope or a light at the end of the tunnel A positive experience of reading the Bible was probably the first time I committed to reading it every day and it definitely felt like a chore at first but then I discovered that I just loved it and I couldn't get enough and I was hungry for more and then it led to me realising that I wanted to study theology. Well when I was about 14 I got rather ill um, with a condition that at the time the doctors had no idea what was wrong with me. Um, I was part of another church then and when I went to the leaders of that church to ask for help and prayer I went to them and they basically told me that I was being punished for something and I needed to find the sin that I had committed that put me off the whole idea of church I couldn't even stand being around Christians for a long time Um, and then a couple of months later Uh, somebody um, from St Francis um, read this verse to me completely unprompted and out of the view and I've since read and reread it and each time I do I just feel a huge weight lift off me therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free,
0: Temi. Thank you so much for joining
2: us on uh, the Saint Francis Youth Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be part of this. Looks pretty cool. So, oh, yeah. mate, this is very.
0: I'm good. I'm good. This is very weird for me. You are sat in what used to be the bedroom of my child.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, fair play. I'm actually, um, I'm actually about to repaint the walls soon actually
0: oh so, <laughs> don't, don't tell me that i
2: don't know if that's going to make you happy or n- not <laughs> um but yeah no it's cool oh uh,
0: mate tell us tell us a little bit about yourself and um yeah where you are at the moment what you do
2: oh cool. so yeah my name's is tope and uh i'm a youth worker in harrow which is where paul used to work um paul used to be tech- my boss really yep exactly, right I like to think I was, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so I'm in Harrow and I've been doing youth work here for just over two years now And I live with two other youth workers Which is one of the most craziest adventures I've ever been on I feel sometimes like a dad, sometimes like a youth, sometimes crazy um, But yeah, it's going pretty well down here Oh brilliant um I
0: might insert some clips at this point of uh me putting on uh putting some pranks on you uh do you remember oh, these
2: the classics, the classics. <laughs> yeah. we were replaying yeah. those the other day in um <laughs> we had a we, we got a placement student from moorland um and he basically he was like he kept playing with, around with my name seeing if i'd Noticing him mispronouncing it. And then someone's like, tell me what's going on this week? And everyone started laughing. And he was like, what are you guys laughing about? So you played him some of the pranks and I, watching them back. I was like, man, you did a, you did a pretty good job. The one with some good ones. Was incredible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here it is.
2: What's going on this week?
0: Tell me. What's going on this week? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hey, what's going on this week? <laughs> Mate, <come> on. <laughs> Encourage payer support another way to validate. So provide young role models. Um embed a clear
2: structure
0: for peer support. So think about if there's Temmie, what's going on this week? Hey
2: Timmy, what's on this week? <laughs> <laughs> good one. Uh,
0: That's good. Good one. Tell it's great um that you're able to join us and um I think really one of the reasons I was so keen to get you on this is uh, we're doing a bit of a series just thinking through um, how and why we can read the Bible and when I think of you I really think of you as a man of the word. Has that always been the case? Have you always loved the Bible or how did that sort of love form?
2: Good question, Um, no it hasn't always been the case. Uh, Actually when I, before I was a Christian my first first year of university um, I, I went along to my dorm and set up and everything. And when my mum was helping me move in, she gave me a Bible and she said, you know, make sure you read this, you know, the common kind of encouragement, this is gonna get you through stuff. I was like, yep, sure, 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 sure. By the end of my first year, I reckon the layer of dust on that Bible was probably <laughs> about this thick, because um, I literally did not pick it up. I think I used it for everything else except reading it. It was a placeholder. Um, maybe put tea on it. Literally, it it was everything but red. So, yeah, it wasn't always the case. When I became a Christian, however, uh, in my second year, which is a really cool story, which hopefully I get to tell you one day, um, I went back to my uni room, and I remember being in this, like, kind of awe stage. I was like, wow, I feel like I've just... I just came back from a youth uh, retreat in Wales, and I was like, I just feel like I've really encountered the creator of the whole world. Now what? And I literally didn't know what to do. It was like, you've had this amazing experience. Now what? And um, the person who invited me to this youth retreat, uh, they borrowed me their Bible um, for a couple of days until I was able to get my own. And that was kind of when my love for God's word started. Amazing. Can I just ask then, I guess,
0: um, to be the first sort of major question really is is why the bible why what's so special about it why is it so helpful why is it worth the effort
2: to to get into it because it's often quite difficult to get into yeah yeah especially if you start in leviticus right Um, (laughs) why not the bible is my my question really i think we enjoy so much of everything else in this world and there's some really great stuff really great uh, TV series and movies and books out there, Disney Plus. Come on, uh, so there's some real door, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've had to get into it because of Sam, who loves Star Wars. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's some really good stuff out there. But there's nothing like the Bible. There's nothing like the Bible. And going back to the story of um, when I became a Christian, I was I sat in my room and I didn't know where to start and. The person who invited me to this youth retreat borrowed me their Bible. And the first passage I read was the story of the prodigal son. So I'm not sure if you know that, but it's essentially a parable that Jesus tells. And uh, in this parable, we see that Jesus is describing this father who has two sons. And one of the sons asks for an inheritance um, early, kind of disrespects his father. And his father. Begrudgingly gives him this inheritance, and the son goes off, spends it on wild living. And he literally comes to a place where he's like, What am I doing with my life? I need to go back to my father. He goes back to his father, his father embraces him with open arms, and you see this wonderful reconciliation. And in that moment, my story was very, very, very similar. I had grown up in a Christian family, I had been in church all my life, I'd done all this cruel religious stuff, and I'd kind of taken all this stuff that I've learned through youth group and youth ministry and all this stuff, and I'd squandered it on wild living. And in that moment, I really saw what the Bible was. The Bible isn't just a bunch of facts and collections of stories that are disconnected from our life. Actually, the Bible tells us more about ourselves than anything else can. The Bible is God's revelation in other words it's kind of god's self-discovery self-disclosure it's kind of if you had the chance to say hey god can i write a biography or god writing his own autobiography we get to literally listen in on god's discovery uh, of of everything from creation to the fall to humanity and i literally when i read the bible i see it as that i get to literally kind of eavesdrop in on on some of the most amazing stories ever. And we get to insert ourselves into that story. And that's when it comes alive, I think, when we see it, not just as a bunch of facts, um, a really cool historical document, which it is, but actually it's a story that we get to participate in. We get to come into the story and become part of it. I
0: love that. And I love kind of the two approaches you've got there to scripture. So it's, it's God's self-disclosure. This is telling you something about who he is. Um, But also this is something, it's a story that helps you find yourself actually. And, and, and a story that you can find yourself belonging to as well. And that's, that's so amazing to hear. And I love hearing you talk about the Bible because you do it with so much delight and so much joy. Have you, I mean, do you always take, delight in the bible or are there times where you're kind of reading through like you said earlier leviticus and you're just like oh i don't know what's going on
2: yeah for sure like there there are and that's the cool thing with the bible is that it is a collection of books first and foremost and so there's different genres and there's different um styles of writing so when you come to certain genres which are more uh historical more about documenting things that happen like when they're talking about um the lineage of someone Sometimes you can get to a place where you're like, why am I reading this? But for me, what helps me is that this is actually my heritage. I don't know if you've come across um, some of the the cool kind of DNA tests that people have been doing online. Um, They might pay a bunch of money and then they get to find out what countries are in their system or whatever like that and you know some people are like oh i'm 32.106 percent greek or something <laughs> and you have this excitement of like discovering more of who you are and that's how i read some of the hard parts of the bible when it comes to long lists of names or when it comes to parts where it feels like this has nothing to do with me i remember actually um, because I'm part of God's family now, because I'm a Christian, when I'm reading about this, this is actually part of my heritage. This is part of my story. I'm actually discovering more of who I am. And it helps me to actually get through some of those longer bits where I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure. And again, when we hear about how ancient and rare this this book is that we have, it's it's amazing. You know, sometimes we can, become like desensitized to that so we can think, oh, it's just the Bible. Most people have maybe four or five Bibles in their house. But actually the Bible is something that is such a rare treasure and people um have gone through a lot to get it there. And that's another thing that helps me. Um learning about how the Bible came to be really gave me a motivation to read it because when I heard about the stories of people smuggling it across different continent Mm. and people having to literally some people died just to write a certain page of the bible and how it's been translated actually the first um, book press the first published book was a bible and so when you hear about all of these amazing things actually when you hold it in your hands you're like this isn't just another magazine this isn't just a newspaper this has gone through centuries and centuries of stories and and fights and wars and now i get to hold these in my hand
0: yeah that's amazing it's so so easy to take it for granted isn't it you know here's an old book that we know as christians we're meant to kind of read but it's super long we don't know where to start um but actually reframing that and seeing it like you say is our as our heritage this is our story and and this has been a precious book that has been at times hard to get hold of and people have died to get it across borders and you know absolutely it kind of becomes a bit more of a rebellious book that's kind of sort of yeah. breathing life into our, our reality as well isn't it? yeah mate that's amazing okay so really practically then um when you come to read the bible how how do you read it what's your method do you just pick it up at a random page or or do you have a bit more
2: of a sort of ordered approach so yeah so i the, the bible is first and foremost um story and and so with any other story, it would be pretty weird to, I don't know, pick up a story. Let's, let's take um, one of the Harry Potter novels. It would be pretty weird to pick up a Harry Potter novel and start on page 248 and expect to understand what's going on. You'll you'd be a bit confused. You wouldn't be quite sure. And it would be a bit hard to actually get into it. So personally, how I read the Bible, I like to start at the beginning of a book. Um, for example, one of the Gospels. So I'll start at the beginning of John and I would start reading from chapter one. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily read the whole book of John in one go, but I'd like to try and read slightly bigger chunks and passages of it just so I could see the timeline. And mm. once I'd gone through a certain um, passage just I'd read kind of just to understand it. So read um for comprehension really. So just to get understanding. And then afterwards I'd read again and start to note, hmm, what are some cool things that I haven't seen before here? So I'll sometimes have a little journal next to my Bible. Um or I would have uh, like my iPad and I'd have some notes on it. And I'll just start to note certain things that I have haven't seen. But let's take the book of John. I'd I'll note, oh, it says here that in the beginning, the word was God, but the word was with God. I'll note the question and I'll be like, okay, I don't really understand that. How can the word be with God and the word also be God? And i would write down these questions. But what would happen, interestingly, as I continue to read that book, a lot of the questions I had written down would be answered through just reading that book. A lot of the points I didn't understand would be made clear later on. But just by me writing those things down, I'm actually starting to ask the Bible questions. I'm not just reading it, but I'm, I'm saying, hey, what's going on here? Can you tell me a bit more? Why is it like this? Oh, why did Jesus do that? Why did Jesus go to that town instead of that town? And i have literally, um, I like to say, have a spirit of curiosity mm. and courageous to ask the bible questions because it'll often answer in ways that you'd never expected
0: when you read the bible what ways does god speak to you through it does it always directly apply to your life or does it kind
2: of work in other ways so that that's that's a great question actually because i think um sometimes when we read the bible we can straight just be like right this is mine this is exactly what i'm going through um this is what I experienced last week, and just take it out without sitting with it for a second. Um, and what helps me to kind of understand how to apply the Bible is, is knowing that first and foremost, the Bible isn't a book about me, but it's a book about God. Um, that doesn't mean I can't learn things about myself, it does, but first and foremost, the the main person, the main kind of um role in the bible to look out for is god it's a book about him and so when i read something i first like to ask questions not about myself but about god uh, i sometimes ask the passage so let's have read a book in the gospel um, so a passage in the gospel i'll say what does this show me about god's attributes or what does this show me about god's concerns what does god care about or what does this show me about what makes God happy what delight what he delights in? And then also, I would like to remember that first and foremost again, after it's a book about God, the first people to get the Bible or understand the Bible would have been ancient Israelites and Hebrew Jewish people, and so it would have made sense to them first. so I'll ask questions about the culture as well. I'll say. Okay, how would an Israelite or how would the person who first heard this, what would they have thought about this? And that might require some research, a bit of Google searching, a bit of asking your youth worker or youth pastor or someone in church. It might require that. So by the time it gets down to me, I've gone through a long process, but actually I've come out understanding that, wow, this book doesn't just tell me about myself, but it shows me about the creator of the universe and it speaks to ancient israelites and it speaks to modern day um english people it speaks to all of us and so that's kind of the questions that I would ask I would remember that it's a book about god and, and again going back to the genre knowing what's meant to be like a factual thing and what's imagery um for example mm. the psalms use a lot of imagery um they'll use a lot of metaphors similes things like that I remember when I first started reading Psalms, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have paid more attention in English because like a lot of the styles that they use are like things that aren't meant to be taken completely. Oh my gosh, um, David's a tree. No, he's not a tree, but he's saying that this, this thing of reading God's word can make him be like a tree, he can stand tall. And so you have to really use your imagination at times and when it does use that imagery think about what it means revelations is a good example a lot of it is real imagery a lot of apocalyptic mm. literature and so knowing that oh my gosh it's not exactly going to look like this or happen like this what is the message behind this image
0: yeah that's so helpful and i think often there's been an, an, an approach in reading the bible that is okay have five minutes at the start of the day here's a thought that's going to get you through and help you kind of personally. And, and the Bible can work like that, but actually in, in just doing that, you kind of miss out on the richness that you've kind of talked about that actually this is revealing more than just something that's going to get us through our day. This is revealing something about the creator of all things. It's like buying a Land Rover while you live in the city. It's like, it works, it drives, gets you A to B, but it's not meant for that. It's, it's meant to go exploring the countryside and getting mucky and driving through lakes and the rest of it. Like, it's not lakes to, <laughs> to ever drive a car through a lake. But you know what I mean. Um, it's meant for kind of that greater purpose, isn't it? And um, Yeah. Are there times, though, where you continue to be confused? And if so, what tools do you use to kind of help you get clarity on those bits?
2: Yeah, for sure. So with the Bible, again, so it's, it's not a book that we can just... I think anyway, it's a, it's a life book. It's a, it's a book where we journey with it. It journeys with us. The more we grow old, the more we experience things, we, see, we read certain passages, certain books, and we see it in a new light. Um, so I would encourage anyone reading the Bible to just literally always make notes of things that you don't understand. And once you've made those notes, there's certain things that you can go to understand more. Sometimes um, I look up definitions of words that I don't understand. Um, you don't need to be necessarily a, a massive Greek or Hebrew scholar to do that. They're really cool tools. Sometimes I just literally look at the Google definition of a word, the English definition. Um, so it might say something like, Jesus died and became the procreation. And I'm like, what on earth is appropriation? I, I hope Jesus didn't do that for me. Like, and not know what the word was. But then when I would um, literally just Google what is procreation, I'd be like, oh, and I would literally write a note either in my Bible or next to my Bible, and I'd write a note of that word. So that's one way. Um, another way is what I like to call the author's purpose tool. Um, so some books are seem really confusing. You might not know why they're even in the Bible. And sometimes just going and doing a bit of research, and um, again, going into Google, for example, and just typing in why did what was the purpose of the book of john or why did the author write the book of mark mm. and usually you'll find out some information for example um so john wrote the book of john kind of just to testify to who jesus was as the divine son of god and um, whereas matthew wanted to focus more on jewish heritage um luke was a doctor he was a physician and so when Luke talks about the same story that Mark talks about, Luke will often talk about in more detail because he was quite precise. He was quite, he wanted to know the historical facts. And so that's another really cool way to get more understanding with the author's purpose tool. Um, Another thing is the genre, um, looking up what genre of book you're reading. So for example, the Psalms, if you did a net again, Google's like my best friend sometimes, if you did a Google search and looked at what is the genre of Psalms, you'd find out that it's a book of mainly poetry. And whereas uh, Proverbs is still poetry a bit, but it's got it's more wisdom literature. So a lot of the things that Proverbs say aren't necessarily direct rules for life, but they're like principles in which if you were to practice them, they can help you to see similar outcomes. So learning the genre is a really cool way. And there's a bunch of other tools i wrote down here. Um, I like to take note of the tone and the feel. So this is something that you don't need to search. This is something that you can feel yourself. So when you're reading, for example, Galatians, Paul, he's quite abrupt. He's quite, it seems harsh at times. to point, he says, you foolish Galatians. Now, I wouldn't just be like, oh, Paul's been... A brat or something I wouldn't do that, but what I would do is I'll note down that Paul seems to be really angry here, and why is that and again, as you read the story, those questions would be answered um yeah, that's some of the some of the things that I do uh another thing to notice is with the Bible is um when with when there's dialogue taking place. Who's talking to who and why? What, what is the situation? And so try to construct or try to imagine um, yourself in that situation. Try to imagine the scenery. Try to imagine the dialogue going on. In John chapter 4, it is Jesus is talking to a woman at the well. And I like to just imagine, okay, what would it have been like? You know, it, it must have been hot. It was a desert. And I'd write that down or I'd even draw a picture I'm quite a creative guy so I like to do a lot of uh, pictures I'll, I'll I literally might draw a picture i would be okay it was quite hot at the time um, or I might even again google search what, what was the weather like in Samaria and just and try to imagine myself in that situation so there's so many different ways that you can get more out of the bible.
0: Timmy that's so helpful thank you it's so practical and uh, I hope that people go away and just give some of those things a go and just get reading their bibles and uh, if you could finish with kind of one word of wisdom for reading the bible um, what would you encourage young people with
2: yeah I think kind of said it a bit earlier but don't see it as a one time uh, I'm gonna get all the solutions in one go see it as a life book see it as something that you journey with it journeys with you and um as you grow old it's something that you're always going to return to something that you're always going to look at and that's one of the reasons why I like to write in my book in my bible some people like I could never do that but one of the reasons I do is because I know that this book is going to be with me for a long time my whole life and when I look at what I wrote three years ago I'm like you thought that you were so wrong or I was like, oh, that's really cool that God showed you that at that time because you was going through stuff. So I like to date my Bible when I write stuff in. I like to draw pictures. And that is essentially what God wants us to do with his word. He wants us to participate and and be part of the story because we are.
0: Brilliant. Temi, thank you so much for your time. Um, really, really appreciate that. It. has been so helpful. And um, yeah, we look forward to getting you on our sunday night live stream for a bit of a chat as well and
2: hearing your story that'd be great thanks very much no worries.